good afternoon oman and good evening india <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in today into this uh, episode 6 of season 1 of live chats at oblc if you have been following our live chats you know what is oman book lovers club who we are why are we here today just as a very quick introduction we started with a um, series of live chats at oblc on november 1 where we bring you a diverse set of authors who have been speak books about the publishing journey and what not so i will not take too much time in a long introduction in today is in fact episode 6 of season 1 and we are going to talk award winning debutant non fiction a little bit about the author her journey as an author with the amazon best seller and the pen craft award 2021 winner what the pandemic learned from me Her book glorifies the immense power of little distractions in times of uncertainty and dishes out therapy level letters replete with her personal experiences and observations. The book has so far been featured in Hindustan Times, Midday India, DNA, Deccan Chronicle, The Print, Agency Facts, Business Standard, Washington DC Dispatch, European Sun Times, Wall Street uh, Wall Street Sentinel, East Mojo, Infinity.com and The Literature Times amongst others. Better known as Annie in the advertising circuits, Anandita is an award-winning senior creative director who has launched and relaunched several iconic brands and partnered with some of the hottest businesses. As a collateral, she often switches between her multiple personalities: that of a top mobile brand to a warm hospital to a young airline to a hip fashion brand to an Indian masala, amongst others. She has also written for popular sites like Z News, Writers Asylum, Scoop Whoop, and The Thumbprint, among others. her content ranging from travel to poetry to social commentary she hails from guwahati remembers delhi fondly dreams a lot about austria and tolerates the window view of her lockdown home in bangalore she lives happily with her telephonic husband imaginary pet and a few dead plants a few key highlights debut book what the pandemic learned from me published by evans pub publications winner of pencraft award 2021 non fiction humor category Honorable mention in Paris Book Festival, nominated best non-fiction book in Coimbatore Literary Festival, first humorous memoir by an Indian female author, India Book of Records, senior advertising creative director who wrote for brands like Samsung, IKEA, Hindustan Times, Max Healthcare, Air Asia, Life Stores, etc. Winner of Women in Corporate Awards 2021 by Women's Web. Whew, that's a lot. <laughs> It's time to bring Anandita on. Hi Anandita. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for this generous introduction. <laughs> this was quite elaborate. And hello man, hello India, hello friends around Bangalore. First of all Anandita, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for your spirit throughout this whole journey since. So, thanks a lot. and i would also like to thank you for sending across these author signed copies for oman book club thanks thanks a lot for everything the pleasure is all mine uh, i'm happy that people in oman also will get to read my book and i look forward to your reviews yeah <laughs> of course so um ananta to start with i would like to request you to tell us a little bit about yourself your professional introduction i have shared a little bit but a little bit about who you are the person behind the author tell us a little bit about your life yeah so uh okay 
uh, I would like to describe myself from the perspective of other people. So there are certain <laughs> people who think like I'm very school teacher like I'm like very strict and very like I get I have a really bad temper I get riled up very easy so that's one set of people the other set of people actually think I'm like a child and I'm almost laughing like all the time so that's one set of people now uh, my mother thinks like I'm very very disobedient and I don't listen at all and what else like so all the things that can be wrong is wrong with me i think according to my mother now if you make a mishmash of all of that i am really confused as to which one it is actually so but then i think if i have to put it very simply i think i'm a very simple person and i have like strong likes and dislikes uh usually like uh, i think i'm a tolerant person but uh, at times uh, it comes across very strongly my opinions so i guess that's what it is nice <laughs> i think um yeah if i and i think what you just said you can see a few glimpses of those as you read your book because like i was saying yesterday also when you read the book it's uh, the way it's written the light read the the sense of humor it's almost like sitting across a coffee table and talking to a friend gossiping and cribbing about everything around you <laughs> so yeah uh, your personality does reflect because it was more of a letter they don't letters to the pandemic that you started writing when it shaped into a book so while mm-hmm. we are at it let's talk about uh, the book what the pandemic learned from me the journey how the book happened the entire everything in detail yeah so i always wanted to write a book because, but i had never planned on that this particular year or this particular time i would write a book and what would this masterpiece be i never planned on that though i knew in my heart that at some point it is going to happen but uh, like i've been delaying this for a really long time having said that uh, this book just happened uh, i never planned on writing it in 2020 or anything like that uh, it's yeah. just that uh, life threw us a curveball and we all had little bit of extra time i guess to you know uh, marinate within our heads too much and overthink and uh, try to figure out what to do with our lives i guess uh, that's how it came about so initially it was like my own coping me- mechanism like how to keep myself sane and a little bit like uh, distracted from all that was happening around us like uh, the immense amount of uh, uncertainty that we that we were facing regarding our physical and our mental health uh, now that i had declared to the world that i'm a grown up and i can take care of myself so i had to do some things uh, which would you know keep myself like okay and all so that's it started almost like journaling so i would I, i would write it like one chapter at a time and then read it to myself and laugh about it right and uh, then i thought after i've written a few of them uh, it it was like a bunch of them and i thought uh, why not like share it with other people they might just enjoy it so uh, that's that's how i like set myself a deadline that let me write it like in the form of a book so initially there were five then there were 10 then there were more a uh, bunch of letters and then uh, that's how it came about uh, funny thing is i never i knew nothing about the publication industry before i published this book so while i was writing i also had to like uh, you know educate myself about the publishing thing how to go about it how to approach a publisher or whatever you i wanted to do and mm-hmm. uh, of course i i me being me i had to steep 
have to keep myself a very steep deadline which was like one month i have to write it and publish it as if it wasn't like bad enough otherwise yeah the writing did happen in one month of, of course the publishing took a little bit more the editing yeah. and the publishing yeah so yeah, i want in love yeah, more yeah. detail publishing journey as well yes yeah yeah so i started yeah. writing after uh, the first wave uh, of uh, the pandemic uh, and oh. comparatively we were like uh, in a happy mood that time right till the second wave hit us and we didn't really know what to do and where to look and how to cope with it so uh, and uh, so if you see to in the book also towards the end of the book uh, the tone and manner kind of little bit changes uh, the chapters the topics and all right that was because of what was happening around me so it kind of evolved like the way the pandemic evolved so i guess that's what the journey of the writing part of it has been so would you like to read out a couple of little excerpts from the book for us yeah i can do that yeah yeah sure okay i will just quickly i'll just quickly grab my book it was right here sure sir yeah so uh i am going to read from one particular chapter which is about goa and failed uh-huh. goa trips because i recently <laughs> had to like cancel a goa trip so this is a tribute to that and uh, my friends who are watching will know which trip i'm talking about it was like a major fiasco <laughs> we planned for some 6 7 months and then it just did not happen eventually so all of us had like different sets of problems so here i go i'm going to read the entire chapter it's a really short one that's okay right yeah sure yes yes okay dear goa even though we indians have been treating you as nothing less than las vegas or amsterdam since time immemorial the covid-19 situation entirely changed this whole game corona being the great leveler of people ensured that even the ones who would otherwise head to the distant faroe islands or the vibing beaches of miami now considered you as a mecca of fun times and pandemic permissible debauchery the game now who wasn't visiting you but for how long were you visiting goa and so began the hunt for bnbs and holiday homes that afforded the visual luxury the work from home tech requirements and the necessities of hygiene and safety because mind you the more rigorous the safety and hygiene processes the cooler the place seemed the great metropolis who desperately wanted a break sought rental villas and cottages for a long term of about 2 3 months and came with their families helps and pets in tow we fell in love with you with renewed vigor celebrating the fact that you of all places never judged us it's why in the initial days when you demanded no rt pcr test all roads led to goa there was a sudden realization that made you seem bl- blindingly better than living within the confines of the four walls of a now prison like home and though you always meant a lot of things to each one of us you now meant a million more so <laughs> now getting into the little tidbits about goa 
So what are the different types of Goa? So I'll go with the first one, content calendar Goa. This Goa is exclusively for people who are more worried about the dwindling resources in their phone galleries than the current COVID statistics. Their only good intention is to add more masala to their timelines and followers to their profiles. <laughs> next, next one is mental health Goa. This is strictly for the rich who can stay in nothing less than, the, than a heritage Portuguese bungalow. They also need to preempt their mental health situation three months in advance to avail this rejuvenating option. The next one, Dil Chata Hai Goa. Clearly for millennials born much after the movie was released, but they simply cannot help themselves when it comes to retro paraphernalia. Much yeah. like the content calendar Goa, this Goa is also about posing in Cabo de Rama and Chapora Ford. Shoot at site Goa. In the absence of any international shoot opportunities, all the scripts ba based in Corsica and Cro Croatia have now been cut to good old Goa. This was slightly better than a budget revision because you could at least brag about brag you were working on site and not remotely. Next <laughs> one is I sleep better in Goa. This is the Goa that belongs to insomaniacs and true lovers of the place. Just knowing that they are in Goa is enough for them as they only come down here to catch up on sleep. <laughs> and finally, private plunge pool Goa. In this Goa, the sun never sets and the party never ends. Here, life isn't dependent on trivial curfew timings or the section 144 on the beaches or even on the ban on communal resort swimming pools. There's also the case of Maldives, but that's a different matter. <laughs> Excellent. You know, you can relate to everything, everything totally. You know, there's so many friends, gangs or school groups that keep planning trips that don't happen, and yeah. especially work from home scenario and in between the wave one and wave two when people started you know let's just do what all of these yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly what was happening <laughs> very nice thank you so much for reading out so uh, tell us about the whole publishing journey now you know uh, how do you yeah. start like you said you started educating yourself within for the deadline of one month but then what exactly happened and how do you really do it so um, I initially got in touch with a lot of friends uh, and I have to tell you that a lot of friends like really helped me out. Uh, friends who knew the industry better than me and uh, they told me how to go about it, that there is a traditional way and then there is a self-publishing way, right? So hmm. traditional was of course uh, out of the window because I had given myself a deadline uh, that I have to publish in one month and I have to catch the second wave. And uh, so that's that's how I kind of ruled out traditional and there was like no time to wait for like three months for them to respond and then publish and maybe break into the market maybe one year later. So See. I had to go the self-publishing route. Okay, Definitely. sorry. And Just for the benefit of you know our viewers, uh, what do you mean when you say traditional publishing? Just for people who don't know. Traditional publishing is a process uh, where you uh, send proposals about your book uh, to top-notch publishers like a Rupa, like a Penguin, like a HarperCollins, and the best, basically. And yeah. then you wait for them to respond. Over a, They take about like a three months. Uh, obviously, each publishing ha house has their own uh, rules and the, the way they do it. Uh, and once you get the response, uh, they could be asking you to edit it. They could be politely declining. 
they could mm. be uh, saying oh we love it as is so it depends uh, so that is how you go about publishing it traditionally like uh, and then the wait time could mean like it could be anything right even if your book is selected it doesn't yeah. mean that it is going to get published the very next day it could get published by the end of the year by next year so it could be anything so depending on how many books they have lined up and how many other authors they are uh, they right. have signed up yeah and uh, depending on the market situation all of those things right so that is traditional publishing uh, the other way uh, is self publishing where you do it on your own with some support or maybe no support at all if you are up for it so i preferred the middle path where i did uh, some amount of things myself and then uh, we, i took some help uh, for like listing on amazon uh, you know sending it out to reviewers and stuff like that i Uh, so i tied up with evans pub after you know comparing uh, various other self publishers that were that are available currently in the country okay. so okay. yeah so uh, with them also like i did a lot of things by by myself like uh, since i'm from advertising i thought it's hmm. better to design the book and you know uh, the inside pages also uh, with someone whom i'm more comfortable comfortable with like so i like i i think i mentioned it earlier that uh, my friend rockdim acharya he designed the cover of the book uh, so we brainstormed together and this is what we came up with after like several round rounds and we reached here and even the insides of the book actually has been designed by him and uh, hmm. editing and all uh, mostly i have done uh, myself even the promotions on social media we kind of did it together because obviously it wasn't like there was like a massive budget or something which which was there to tap into so we yeah. kind of uh, managed with a small budget and uh, i luckily it turned out well it's uh, reached a lot of people uh, yeah. i actually did not expect that um, like a lot of people who i don't know have actually messaged and they told me that they have uh, read about my book they came across an article about it or maybe they show, saw a social media post or a linkedin post even twitter i'm like i'm not twitter friendly at all but i'm like <laughs> trying to these days because there like too many social media platforms right to keep track of like it's like i should i be on facebook should i be on instagram should i be on twitter so i guess i'm more like a instagram kind of a person than uh, the other platforms and yeah so yeah this that's what uh, the publishing journey has been and evans uh, of, of course they've uh, you know tied me with couple of uh, you know reporters like not reporters per se like reviewers bigger reviewers who publish for newspapers and they've okay. done some reviews and uh, that's really helped the book as well so if you were calling it self published i'm sorry i really don't understand then uh but even sounds like a publishing company so what exactly is the difference between traditional publishing and what's the role of events in this situation so uh, the thing is there is traditional publishing and where uh, where they accept your manuscript as such uh, so okay. therefore that is traditional publishing so when they accept your manuscript then not really it's co-owned by the author hmm. and the publisher obviously okay. but in the other case uh, uh, i have decided to approach a publisher he is not going to evaluate whether the book is good or not good he is okay. going to help me out irrespective right and okay. what the what way i want that help to be in what form 
that is uh, up to me. Okay, all right. That's the difference. What services I want, basically. So I can opt for the services. So like I went for like listing on Amazon, listing on Flipkart, and managing the backend for me. You know, right. uh, like they would like liaison with Amazon and make sure that the deliveries are made and those kind of things. Right. So right. since it's too much for one person to handle all of that, take into yeah. take a look into the printing aspect of it and you know delivering on time, making sure that it reaches the reader. Hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, all these, uh, you know, the list of awards that I uh, read from your bio. Uh, how do that happen? How do you how do you reach out? How do you connect with those platforms? Yeah. So I honestly speaking, I've been looking. Uh, I I felt that there aren't enough and more, uh, you know, uh, reputed awards in India for self-published authors, uh, and. Uh, most of the other awards which are there, uh, they either do not accept self-published books, or uh, it is really break difficult to break into that uh, circle of you know high-end authors and high-end publishers. So it's it's uh, disheartening at times uh, that way. So, uh, but then I thought that why should my book be limited only to my country since readers are reading it beyond my country also. I can look Plus, at awards beyond the country. It's a very global topic. It's just very yeah. current and it's yeah. not a very country or region specific subject. It is a very global subject in any yeah. case. Yeah. yeah. And thankfully, uh, there are enough and more ebook readers around the world uh, yeah. who, who prefer that medium actually over paperbacks. Uh, that is mm. a de debatable topic, anyhow. But uh, I. <laughs> But uh, since there are readers abroad, uh, there will be awards abroad. So I kind of research and then I got a few like uh, invites also to enter these uh, uh, festivals and awards. Uh, so I thought, why not? Uh, since they are uh, keen on it, uh, I should also try it out. And then when yeah. I read about all of it, uh, I realized that they, these these awards are like really credible sources and uh, good to have. Of That's course. how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome! It's incredible. I mean, uh, it's, it's just I what what I, what I found very interesting about the book is this is something that every single person can relate to. Like we were talking yesterday, age no bar, country no bar. Yeah. <laughs> what is your background? Everybody can relate to the pandemic situation across the world. So very very mm. interesting subject. And uh, tell us also, uh, how did you come up with the title? Tell us the story behind that. Well, there really isn't a story like uh, like there were like obviously how you go about it you your usual three four titles I'm actually forgetting which are the ones which which I had uh, like shortlisted and then I rotated those three four titles first initially like with my close net of friends and I kind of knew which one is who is going to vote for which one yet you know you want to try it out right which person is going to pick which title. And uh, eventually, this uh, title was like voted the most, and uh, it was my personal fa favorite as well. So that's how it. I, I wanted that was like the intention that my title has to like uh, you know immediately grab attention. Uh, catchy. Because, yes, it needs to be catchy because I've seen the books that are there uh, in the market. Like no offense to those books, but most of them you know deal with the other side of pandemic. Which is the really yeah. dark and uh, you know disturbing inside of it, and uh, yeah, there have been. Sorry. 
what we learned from the pandemic is what mostly what yeah, everybody's yeah. talking about <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, uh, they, i've seen actually there are like short stories and stuff like that also which are with a humorous uh, angle as well but uh, of course i've not read them to say clearly how my book is different but uh, from a cursory glance it appeared that the treatment and approach is uh, not similar at all so hmm. i and to make it stand out uh, so this is this this is why i chose this title actually like and yeah and if you if you reflect upon it uh, the things that we as a society we as people as individuals that we have done if you pull back and just think about it it's actually ridiculous and funny so <laughs> if the virus was a real person these are the lessons actually they would have learned from humans <laughs> that's what it's that's what uh, actually generated the book name very interesting because it's definitely catchy and you know it grabs your attention so definitely yeah okay so uh, moving on from the book like, i want to um, i wanted to talk about what kind of books do you read do you like to read a lot do you uh, what is the genre that you enjoy because uh, the question really is do you think your writing style and wit is inspired by what you read largely no not at all actually uh, i wouldn't even say that uh, like humor is like something which is going to be permanent uh, in my writing i i'm not sure about that because i'm still evolving as a writer and i i think i will move towards fiction very soon so see the humor won't be forced in my uh, next no, next book if it comes naturally uh definitely there will be like some amount of humor but uh, it's not going to be an out and out humorous book so that's there uh having said that uh, i actually don't watch stand up comedy at all like very little i watch like very very little like yeah so like if something goes viral i might just click on it but i would not i don't have like a favorite stand up comic who or i don't even have a sitcom which is like uh, like a favorite or like which people usually have like at the office or the friends something like that i do not have actually like i'm like uh, i like drama i like uh, real stuff more in in that comparison as far as hmm. books are concerned um, I've, like i've been trying to read more like uh, but uh, it's happening it's not happening you know like i think i used to read much more when i was in school or uh, in college but uh, ironically that time money used to be less <laughs> but now what is happening time is less right i want to read but there is no time uh, so what what did i read last the last book i uh, read is uh, name place animal thing uh, actually i have not finished yet i am like uh, almost about to finish like last few chapters are there i think this is by dariba lindam and mm -hmm. it's set in uh, shillong and it's like a coming of age memoir and uh, i could uh, i'm quite enjoying it and i could relate to it since uh, it's where the shillong is like really close to my own hometown right? the region that from yeah 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 mm -hmm. so prior to that uh, i read janmi borwa's undertow uh, that's again set in guwahati and bangalore in parts uh, so two of the places i'm like closely connected with uh, the yeah. language is beautiful it's uh, like poetic prose and uh, it it's so it sits so easy on you that you will not realize that you have read so much of it already so uh, wow. that's uh, one writer i really like uh, i love historical fiction uh, oh, wow. particularly war era type of fiction uh, so 
to name one um, the book thief by mark uh, zuk zusak if you uh, on yes, it's yes. on the second world war yeah yeah, yeah. it's a, it, so I, i i'm like impartial like that i can read anything and everything but uh, i wouldn't like actively pick up a non fiction book or a humor book uh, that's just like not my thing <laughs> even though i've written one uh, that's quite surprising uh, actually <laughs> yeah it is it is yeah actually so and i also like uh, chitra banerji devakarni's books and then indu sundesran like uh, the mythological historical like, you know mogal era fiction and that is like really my dope Oh, interesting! Very, very diverse, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then there are classics. Of course, I would never reread a classic now, but then you know, it's a nostalgia of that particular classic. Like there is Jane Eyre, then there is Gone with the Wind. You know, yeah. the Wuthering Heights. It's still there in your head. You would read like passages from it. Like probably I will True. not read it like cover to cover, but then uh, they are still favorites. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the books that you've grown up reading, they stay with you. Yes. You'll even if it's twenty, thirty years, you'll you may not remember the entire book, but you know what it's about and what impact it had on you. So that way, yeah, yeah, whatever classics just stay with you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, next thing I wanted to ask you: Do you think um, so? Um, writing could become a full-time career. Do you intend to take you know pursue it like writing books seriously? Yeah. So. yeah what kind of writing is uh, actually the bigger thing to ponder upon because i writing has been my career since forever uh, so i just yes. started as a writer and and still a writer in that sense uh, though it's like now the role is like much more evolved it's not just sitting uh, and typing some copy uh, but um, as an if you if you if you're talking about writing as an author uh, that's hmm. a much uh, difficult one i believe because uh, only a handful of uh, authors are really making money in our country uh, mm. i i'm not comparing with abroad because uh, author successful authors are really rich even moderately uh, successful authors right but here uh, it's just like uh, like 1% 2% of authors who are actually really doing well and are making money from their through their books it's mostly the side gigs that you do as an author apart from writing Uh, that's how you actually uh, earn like you make an appearance at a lit fest or you write uh, give a speech somewhere or you are called uh, to certain institute to talk about something that's how yeah. actually uh, authors are making money more than their books right so uh, even though it's like a very very like a attractive career option i would say like the caution uh, like be cautious uh, money is not going to come easy uh though i've seen that a lot of self uh, published authors are also actually uh somehow doing it really successfully i've seen like uh, i keep getting ads of these authors who are who've turned coaches and who are training people to write books i guess that's another way of earning money as a writer so yeah mm-hmm. you can uh, take it up as a full time career but uh, money won't come easily yeah <laughs> right i think you that for that you need a lot of patience and uh, yeah. persis, perseverance i think is the right word yeah yeah <laughs> right so um what next are you writing any anything else what can we look forward to 
so yeah i'm actually i've actually taken a break and i've not written for uh, like a month or so now uh, i was writing a couple of short stories earlier and mm-hmm. that was like not uh, to be published as a book as a whole but like for submissions uh, at various uh, websites and platforms next mm-hmm. year i'm going to again take up on my second book with, for which i have an idea but uh, i've not spent as much time and i've not written too much uh, on that but next year definitely uh, it's going to start in full swing i'm assuming <laughs> that's the resolution so far and it's going to be a young adult uh, book uh, it's uh, with romance and coming of age that that genre uh, it should be fun yeah that's interesting very different from what you've written now so yeah. and uh, fiction you mean right yeah yeah fiction Hmm. interesting all right so um you know in the last segment let's jump into the fun facts that you shared uh, that we put up on the post uh, just yesterday so uh, would you like shall we take random two out of them and maybe you can talk a little bit about that yeah we can do that um, oh i don't even remember what i have given i hope it's something which can be elaborated <laughs> so let me just read out all four of them and you can choose which one you want to talk about little bit okay sure 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 so she only recently started enjoying tea in her entire student life and her writing career thereafter she functioned without any caffeine impressive yeah yeah <laughs> So, see, see, the the strangest part is like I'm from Assam, which is supposed to be famous for tea, right? World of, over, it's the, like the largest producer of one of the largest producers of tea, right? Uh, amongst yeah. like uh, like the Darjeeling and uh, amongst like the Southern yeah. India part, uh, Assam is also one one of those, right? Like, but uh, like and tea is like something which keeps on happening at my home, like continuously, like. it's like one cup finished and another one is being made for somebody somebody's come or somebody's gone it's like continuously happening right it's like a, but the thing was when when we were young uh, my mother actually kind of planted this thing in my head that um, like you don't need to have it like you're not dependent on it you're like a child and it, i never like outgrew that like you know and it has it uh, in india it used to be popular when all of us were growing up i think we might be the similar generation चाय पीने से काले नो 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 दैट याल मिल्क tea i was like just not my thing i don't like the taste at all like like so you know i just like i labored on and through sheer will power even during these late night studies and you know all nighter at work i never had took a cup of tea i never took even coffee for that matter i don't know how i survived even i'm amazed now i i feel coffee still has some effect but you know with the chai that we have in india at home the milk tea yeah i don't think it does anything to wake you up it only <laughs> at best it can help you sleep because it's warm and it's it's fattening and it's soothing so it's 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 just that warm glass of milk that you want yeah 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 it's more like a routine for people no yeah <laughs> it's just a routine But yes it, 
Yeah. I remember even I didn't have the much till I think the end of schooling times, but then it became just a way of spending time with family in the morning. That's all. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. when you want to sit together, and that's it. Otherwise, you never needed tea really to stay awake. <laughs> yeah. So now, now actually, like um, I'm using tea for like a very strange reason. I think it's uh, like I fall asleep easily if I have tea rather than waking up. So, <laughs> so I have it like an hour before I go to bed. Like uh, it just calms me down, and uh, I, 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 it's very. I'm a light sleeper, so I don't fall asleep easily. So uh, I have like a lot of my friends and even my father. There's a routine to have tea at night before sleeping, and I've had I've done that too. You know, in the last couple of years, there were once or twice when I felt so tired, so tired, just a hectic day, and I really craved for a nice big mug of tea, and then it, I slept really well. Yeah, yeah, it it does that to you, you know. It depends actually on the type of tea, right? So I I prefer the non-milk, you know, variants of green tea type of teas. Uh, so. liquor like without milk so yeah that's yeah. like information i guess no none of our readers need but like <laughs> i'm saying it out <laughs> just in case we bump into each other uh, just order me that tea <laughs> no you know how you related to books when you are reading at night and you need to you know enjoy the reading yeah. time have a cuppa in hand and read that's why we talking yeah. about tea tea really yeah. goes with <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely that that's true the romance of it is like everything you know nice yeah. cool wind blowing in from the window curtains flying <laughs> you know and you have this nice uh, little uh, seat where you are uh, where you fit in like very comfortably and you have this book and the you see the entire bookstagram is full of posts with books and a cuppa you know so yeah see, oh that is something we must talk about i don't know how they click these beautiful pictures I mean, like, not all of them are professionals, right? People are just trying it out with props and all. My God, like, if I have to click one little reel, it takes me like half a day, and I don't know how they get those pictures like done in like so wonderful, no? Just to keep browsing through it. Shout out to <laughs> yeah. Instagram bookstagram bookstagrammers. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next one. The author is a, is an introvert, but she can have elaborate conversations with herself. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know why I gave this. Okay, I don't know what to talk about this, but like, yeah. <laughs> If you want to, I can go to the next one. No, the no, no. Author. I can talk about it. I can talk about it. So, so the whole thing is like, uh, I've been working from home for last two years, right? Like, it's must have been like. true for a lot of other people so what would normally people do they would like straight up head to their home like to go to their hometown right because i live here all by myself but you know i was the most happy person living here all by myself never did i feel the need to you know go back home so even the, when i went you no know, it was almost like uh, i spent like i think uh, in all in the two years i think one and a half month kind of uh, time at home i guess one and a half month or slightly more and then i was like already like doing this countdown when am i going back and when am i being on my own like i need my space and i need to be alone like not that i don't love my family i love them all but like still i i i am this person now i think i i can i live best with myself i don't think i live well with other people and it's like good for other people also i guess 
interesting. Um, the author shares her home with a few plants that she has managed to keep alive. That's a chapter in oh, the book. Oh yes, too. yes, yes. I where is it? Like, uh, if I no, I should not turn my book laptop. I wanted to show you one particular plant, but it's not a very nice corner, so let it be. There are, I think now I have. Uh, I'm the proud owner of five or six plants now. They're all alive mm-hmm. and. Uh, they are in different stages various stages of about to die almost dead uh, and um, may stay alive kind of <laughs> scenario and i oh. have one bamboo uh, which without fail stays alive even if i go home for like one month it just stays alive in water so i really love it <laughs> yeah actually i can totally relate with you i come from a family of completely gardening lovers my mother and my two sisters have elaborate gardens either even if they're in an apartment they have pots like 100 pots and even if, if the ones who are like they have a big garden they're doing so everybody in my family is fond of gardening i'm the only black sheep i can barely keep even two plants alive for more than couple of months so i just stopped trying <laughs> just same here same here So initially i used to blame the delhi weather you know nothing grows in that delhi weather because it's really dry and it's like too hot too cold but bangalore is lovely every other house next to my house like they have like these lovely balconies full of plants only my place only this is the scene that nothing grows and you you like i i i come from a similar family my mom is a very good gardener my father used to be an excellent gardener but none of those skills i have like acquired <laughs> all right the last one the author is obsessed about letters and feels it might be recurring theme in her writing yeah yeah i i honestly i there is something very 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 like uh, vintage and nostalgic about letters like yeah. i i kind of regret that i i i was like i was born the cusp of that era where you don't really need you didn't really need letters but i still yeah. wanted to you know write letters elaborate letters kisi ko to likh do main matlab who should i send it to i don't know but i really wanted to do that so i remember my sister eldest sister used to be at, uh, in a boarding school uh, she used to study in shillong and uh, we used to uh, my family used to like i was i was like very very young at that point of time i could not frame like full sentences but i would mm. scribble something at the bottom of the england letter and uh, we would send it across and uh, yeah so i i really love letters there's something very like nice and very very personal which is not there in whatsapp messages or emails uh, because you have to like write gone, it yourself you know, our children i mean my daughter 7 year old that era is gone uh, although kids you can still try and make them do things like okay just write yeah. make cards write letters that so with the kids is still alive but i i can relate to so many things that you're saying i also had sisters in hostels when we used to write letters way way back in 80s and 90s so letters were the only mode of communication and the yeah. trunk calls in those times were but yeah, yeah uh, even now if, if the memoirs the journal whoever does journaling for themselves letter is really the theme of writing to yourself yeah, read later yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's also going to, that actually feels nice to read also yeah. <laughs> So, so actually, I, uh, in my next book also there is uh, a little bit, little bit of letters in the book, but it's there with a little bit of twist. It's not exactly a letter. So, as and when it develops, I'll keep you guys when, posted. When, uh, when can we expect the next book? 
see it's still at writing stage and it's like i've not even completed 50% of the book so it's going to take a while now so and maybe uh, next year yeah. maybe even yeah yeah next year next year for sure that's great so i uh, think that's uh, it from our side anandita and uh, yeah. if there's anything you would like to add please go ahead you know i guess we are it's we are all like good i guess and uh, whoever has joined i want to thank you guys for coming and joining this live and i want to thank oman book lovers for inviting me and giving this opportunity to connect with readers in oman and whoever else is watching thank you so much for having thank me thank you so much it has been wonderful talking to you anandita and thank you so much for taking the time to join us and all your patience yeah. and thank you all the viewers for watching today and whoever is watching later the recording uh yeah please also tune in to the next episode where we will be talking to the best selling author katherine center coming up on sunday next week december 19th at 8 pm oman time 9:30 pm india time 4 pm gmt and the prologue for the same on instagram live will come a couple of days before we will be announcing that on our posts so all right thank you so much and bye bye, bye, -bye. everyone thank you